Welcome to our podcast, You Can Undo It Too. We are Kate and Monique, two friends who practice true forgiveness in their daily life challenges using the Course in Miracles. We share concrete examples from our life experiences on how to undo the ego mind way of thinking. And when we do, the results are mind-blowing. So join us on our learning journey because you can undo the ego mind too and find peace of mind. This is episode 6 called The AirPod Story. Hi, Kate. Hello, Monique. Hey, Kate. Uh, it looks like you went through something pretty stressful recently with your AirPods, this expensive AirPod that you thought that you had to have. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's begin by contextualizing this podcast because I love this work that we're doing. And the reason we do it is to practice undoing the ego mind. And that is, it's sort of like playing the violin. The results don't come all at once and they don't last. It's a matter of dealing with triggers as they come up and they often do and they always do. And that's how you undo the ego. It's by dealing with the triggers as they come up. Yeah, realizing that they are triggers, like noticing it. <laughs> but thank you very much for summarizing your our goal, actually. But really, what I would like to hear is that AirPods story. What happened? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So I was preparing in advance for our interview with Gary Renard. And when I realized that a technology issue, my AirPods were not connecting to my computer. And before I even knew what happened, I was on fire with rage, uh, frustration, anger, like a total hopelessness over the future in an instant. Yeah, I can totally identify with that. Uh, but, you know, this this anger and this rage and hopelessness or whatever, you are feeling they are thoughts and they belong to one type of thinking. It's called the ego mind. And that's why I was thinking that we should be aware of that. And this is really the very important step. So for all your, all your information is right there. That's a, a key point. <laughs> the ego mind at work, right? Yeah. So my AirPods were not working. Really? They're not working? It's so, it seems real to you, right? It was real, Monique. How real? I was, ugh, I, I can see, I feel it right now. I'm a victim. I put the AirPods in my stupid ears. I turned the computer on, the stupid computer. I did everything you were supposed to do. And, oh, I clicked on the stupid Bluetooth icon and nothing worked. So obviously, God was never going to let me be successful, ever. 
Oh my God, you are going to go that far <laughs> as blaming God and, and of course, everything else around it, like the computer and the people and the people who created this airport, they did not even connect it together. They are all isolated. That's another problem. But anyway, mm. this mm. is how far we can go when we listen to thoughts that come from the ego mind. So we are learning to be aware of it. And uh, just for your information, this is like a dream. It's like you think that it's all happening because of somebody else, but actually you are creating the thoughts. Well, it's not a dream. Oh. It's real. I mean, look at this white box. Look. Yeah, I can see. It's real. It's big. It's white. Ugh. So for you, what is important to realize is this, to differentiate between what is real and what is an illusion. And there are some characteristics that are very useful because when it comes to situations like that, you just have to think through it and say, well, wait a minute, am I making it that problem real? Am I making my thoughts more than what it should be? So let's differentiate between a world of illusion and a world of reality. Everything from the dream or from the illusion is from the ego. It's changing all the time. It's not consistent. It feels bad. It's not clear. It's confusing. It's frustrating. So when uh, we think of the other way, the other way is something that is changeless. It feels good. And it's clear. And it's easy. Hmm. Yep. So what it is about you? Is it real or is still real? Or it's dream? Still real. It's real. It's oh, real, buddy. Look at this box. See it? Look at it. I can see. I can see. I mean, how frustrated. I mean, I could just name all the things that I previously did. Like I, I turned, I did everything I was supposed to do. I turned on the computer. I restarted the computer. I pressed buttons. I clicked on things and nothing worked. Yeah. This is what happened when you're making it real. It drives you nuts, basically. It just drives you insane. But do you really want a solution? Tell me. I, yes, I do. Because, you know, people want solution, but they really want to continue to talk about how frustrated they are, how victim they are. And that's what we have done all our life. Yeah. And we have even created this way of thinking in our brain. And it's what we call neuropathway. And they are creating patterns. And these patterns, we have to undo it. So with our mind, which is not the brain, with our mind, we have to choose between ego mind way of thinking and the right way of thinking. So we have to decide. And we are like in between. We are the decision maker. We're just this way or that way. So the right mind or the wrong mind, which one? What do you want? I want to be at peace. So let's talk about the first step. Do you remember, first of all, that 
we are like in a dream and that we are making up all these thoughts. We are like the author of that dream. Is that something that you're doing, you think? Well, yes, I had forgotten about that part. I was the one holding the box, pointing to it, saying, this is real. Yeah, there's another way of, uh, another analogy that, that we can use is the movie theater. So there's different components in the movie theater. There's the movie screen that, that everybody comes to watch. And there is the spectator or, or the one who is observing the movie. And in the back, there's a projector with a film rolling. So when you are frustrated at looking at a picture on the screen, you are not that image. You are observing. So you see where you fit into that? Yeah, I can see that that shifts my, something shifted. I feel like less attached to being right. Right, that's what it does. You know, because you see yourself as an observer, so you can see it from a dif different perspective. You can identify with that person and think it's real, or you can change your perspective. The movie you are watching is a projection on the screen of the film in the back of the projector, in, the, in your back behind you. You don't see that. And it's the same with our unconscious mind. We don't see it, but it's manifested and projected into the things that we are going through, like your AirPod. It's like the movie screen, but it's not real. It's not something you can change. If you want to change, you have to go back to the cause. So that's what that analogy is good for. Mm. Well, I can sympathize. If I'm watching myself as a woman who has AirPods, I can sympathize with her on the screen. Mm -hmm. And I, I have strong feelings for her. You know, I, I often forget that what I'm going through or when I'm frustrated, I often forget that that's just what it is a projection, because because my feelings, you know, my feelings for that woman holding that white box with the AirPods that didn't work, the emotions make it so real. So it's like I lost my critical faculties and kind of have melded with the person on the screen in this two-dimensional world of the screen. Right. Just imagine when one day there's going to be a 3D movie. I mean, which we have already <laughs> 3D movies or, or 4Ds movie or 5Ds movie. It will seem so more real. And, yes. and it's like what we are going through right now. We're just like, we feel it's so real and we think we can change it. And it's a fault of this and the fault of that. And we're going to change it that way. Actually, we can change it only when we go back to the unconscious mind. And so rather than blaming yourself or blaming others, you just look at what are you projecting? What exactly? So through the projection that you're doing, you can see, oh, it's in me. So I can, I can change something. Let me see into that. So, hmm. so you're an observer, basically, right? Hmm. You can feel that? Yeah. I'm willing to be the observer. I can see that there's some benefit for that because an, an observer is 
more aware, is mindful about how the awareness that there is a choice to how I interpret what appears to be coming at me in the movie. Right, right. Yeah, I can see that. I'm willing. To, I'm willing to interpret it differently. Right. That's, there's that's a power the, in that shift, right? Oh, there's a power. Right, exactly. Well, okay, so thinking about that, that shift from being in the movie and being the observer of the movie, it's a very powerful one. Before I become the observer, I, I, I chose to become the observer. I did not have a choice in how to interpret it. Yeah, now, right. Now yeah. I'm more mindful that I am an observer with a choice. Right. This is very good point. Very good point. Once you are the observer, you are the, the decision maker. You have in front of you two ways of thinking. Like you say, you have the choice. And But, you know, it's, it, it's amazing how difficult it is to stop and realizing that's what you're doing, and then to switch. It requires so much control of your mind. But once you do it, even so you have a little willingness of stopping what you're doing and then to choose another way of thinking, of interpreting, then the first step leads you to the right path. But that step is extremely difficult unless you're really aware. So that's why we're doing that but you know it helps so much to get rid of the frustration and anger and helplessness and 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 a lack lack of something we don't feel safe we feel confused right right that's the story of my childhood oh i see so what happened when you're a child most probably, I mean, I don't know your childhood, but when we have a difficult situation, our brain is not, is not evolved enough to say, well, I have this problem, I should talk to my parents about it. We might throw one or two words here and there to our parents and they may say they don't catch it because they are so involved with their own problem. And it becomes buried, basically, and unconscious, and we are not aware of it. That's why it's called unconscious mind. So we repress it. But those feelings are there. Yeah. And those feelings were a great source of shame. Yeah. On top of that, if it gives you shame and is so, a shame is something very heavy, very mm. intense. And it's basically too much, too much for the mind to take it. So it represses it. And it's out of our consciousness. It becomes manifested only when it is projected. So when we get a trigger, instead of being like frustrated about it, if we can catch it as a trigger, as a manifestation of our unconscious mind, this is our opportunity to do the work and interpret it differently and see it from a different angle. Instead of being frustrated and, and we lose our awareness of how it started, you know? Yeah, I see. It started with my having a certain interpretation about certain behaviors and things that happened that led to my believing that lack was real. 
And my interpretation also, on, a, on top of that, it was real. It was also a shameful thing to be poor. And I see that that was an interpretation. It doesn't mean that it was real. Yeah, yeah. But at that time, you just could not change it. And, you know, your mind was not evolving enough to, to change interpretation. But in this life, I mean, now that you're aware when triggers happen, you have a chance to be the author of, of that dream and to change it. So we need to undo that story, be aware of it in order to find a peace again, you know? So we have to let go of the projection and the blame, let go of the guilt, let go of the shame. Mm-hmm. And especially when, when we feel that a situation does not give us peace, that's it. That's not the right way. We've got to change. This is a good indicator, actually. And if we understand that, we can let go of all these things and that we are actually, we have that ability, we have that power to find that peace, that truth. Right. Mm. Yeah, I feel it. So the people I was blaming are also just really pure spirit, innocent, at peace themselves. I was the one projecting on them, projecting them, because being responsible for the guilt and the shame was unbearable. And yeah, I see that projecting, putting them outside of myself. And that was un- felt unbearable. But doing it that way brings absolutely no satisfaction. That's the ego mind. Seeing can never find, right? Right, right. It's, it's almost like you always, like you bury something and then you find another situation and you say, oh, it's going to get better. And then, and then you find yourself again in the same similar situation and there's no end to it because we don't go to the cause, you know? So that's why it's important to stop it. When, take any opportunity you have and then just go back to the cause and realize you are the one creating it and there's a different way of interpreting it, different way. And then you will see it changes over the course of of hours sometimes, or hours or days when actually before it would take days and months and sometimes years where you hold grudge for somebody and you stay with that and you become sick as a result of that. Got it. Wow. So once we realize that we are projecting, we basically go to that observer, the observer of the movie that we call the decision maker. And it is that aspect of our mind that has the power to step back, to leave the battleground, meaning like to look from far above and and then return to the point where you can make a choice. And that choice is not to dig into the problem and really find out who did it and how they did it and how, how deep it is and, you know, how wide it is. No, we just don't have to. The choice is only, do you want to be miserable to blame or do you want to be more peaceful? And then 
ask or change your interpretation. And even so, we might not know. That might be a very difficult step, but we have to have a little willingness to stop and switch. And that's the power we have to make a choice. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so at least I can decide that I don't like the way I feel when I'm doing what I was doing at the beginning of this podcast, you know, like hating life, hating God, hating technology, hating myself, hating the world. So I can decide, oh, I don't like that feeling. And I can hope that I was wrong or that I have been wrong because I'm miserable this way. So yeah, this little, it was, it's, this is a tiny little willingness, a little shift. It opens a door to other possibilities other than being a victim and angry and stuck nowhere, no freedom. And then once I'm aware that I have a choice, it changes the whole dynamics of that experience. Even though I don't know exactly what I want, nor do I know what to do even, I have decided that I don't like the way I feel, which provides me with a different mindset, a different perspective on what I perceived to be fixed immutable, hopeless. And it's a huge, I think it's a huge shift in and of itself. Anyway, I feel better. I really feel better. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, that's what it does. So thank you very much, Kate, for sharing this story. And I really hope that that our listener will benefit from it. Thank you for listening and for letting us share. We would love to hear from you now. So please send us an email at youcanundoit2 at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-C-A-N-U-N-D-O-I-T-T-O-O at gmail.com. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next month for another episode of You Can Undo It Too. Remember, life is just a dream. Wake up with us.